Okay. So the what the thank you, baby. The uh, window was sealed off, so not easy to get to it, and I have to go outside, go around. Right. So once I um, take off the seal, then it's you know, perfect. Doable, doable. Doable is good. Yep. Yeah, man. It's quite awesome. When's the next? Uh, when's the next? Uh, body snatches. Body snatches goes live Friday, eight p.m. Uh, mm. Friday, eight p.m. I actually found some some um, some Sandman joints too from Tuscan Raider days. Okay. So I uh, got some Riv playing, man. Recipe Riv. Uh, Ooh, that would yeah. be awesome. You got to highlight that. Found a few joints, man. Digging deep, digging deep. You know, found a couple of joints, and I was very. It's, it's funny. A fan, a friend, who's a fan. And hey, what happened to the record with you and this? And I'm like, huh? Well, I, don't even, I didn't even remember. You and lo and behold, yeah. So I said, oh. Then I thought about when I would have done it, when it was. And I said, oh, if it's this, then it must be on this tape. And I just mm. popped, popped in a cassette. Yeah, and it even has a song with me on too, with um, with me, Riv, my whole BS crew, the whole thing. Okay. Fun times. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome that you can find all those. Well, the worst part is, is that there's more, and I lost, you know, so mm -hmm. I lost a lot because I just said, nah, I'll never never go to these. And Right. Man, long story short, man, you need all that stuff, man. Well, so have you, like, have you found more old, old stuff and then was able to uh, digitize it and... Yeah, so oddly enough, went to uh, uh, kind of how this whole thing came about was me finding this little tape player. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, ooh, a cassette. And Ron's like, what the fuck is that? You know, like, and I'm like, it's the tape. Like, we used to play tapes. And he's like, oh, uh, wow, what do you do with this? You know, and I'm like, damn, really? I'll show you the whole lesson. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, I was able to. Um, I found some tape, played them. Then I, was, then I was like, ooh, what if I connect this to this? And then, oh, what if I download? Because years ago, I had took all the tapes and downloaded as much as I could. And then uh, put it on a hard drive and then revisited that, you know? So, okay, yeah, fun stuff, man. Fun, fun times. But that, speaking of fun times, what you munching on, man? I got a burger. Oh, a lunchtime uh, Burger King. My wife um had to go out and uh, she sent the text said, "Hey, I'm uh, gonna stop at Burger King. Would you like?" And I was like, "Sure." I've been cooking every day. Yeah, yeah, me too. On our clothes, yeah. on our clothes, you know. We did, you know. We oh. got um actually yesterday. My wife grabbed something from a from a restaurant that we uh, that we go to. So uh -huh. she picked the order and picked it up, and when she placed the order, she did it on the credit card. And then um, at the end, she said, "Yeah, and just add, you know, X amount of dollars for uh, for your gratuity and stuff, you know, yeah. on the credit card." And she said, "The the the, the girl who uh, uh, was taking her order got real like emotional." And she says, "Oh my uh -huh. God, that's so that's so nice of you." And then she thought that was weird. And so when she went there to pick up her food, she said, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that you responded that way. She said, well, 
you know, not many people are, are leaving tips. Wow. And I thought that was horrible. That is yeah, shitty. Like, if you're if you're if you're ordering food, especially at this time, yeah, and you can't if you can't throw a few extra bucks in to make sure that some people, you know, that some of the workers at least go home with a couple dollars. I mean, come on, man. That's that's, that's not the time to be cheap. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Um, I mean, I mean, it goes two ways because you may not have it. that's that may be the thing. Um, well, I mean, look, you, you shouldn't be ordering out every night anyway. Right. Right. So you shouldn't be you shouldn't be dropping 40, 60 bucks on takeout all the time. The whole point of this is for you to be home. But when you do, you know, maybe you can drop a couple bucks somebody else's way. I got I'm out of frame right now because I'm redoing my power. Oh really? We didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy missing here. It looks like you're in a classroom. Power redone. Hmm? Look like you're in a classroom. No, what it is is, and my camera just went off for a second. Did your camera get blocked? Nope. And I saw you the whole time. Okay, no, 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 no. That's, that's what it is. That's what it was. That's what it was. No, I mean, um, uh, you know, nobody's here, like where my wife works, and so I kind of like hijacked one of these uh, offices for uh, uh, so so that I can work when I work from oh. home. Ah, oh, perfect. So it's got it's got the PC there, and I hook up my two uh, my two uh, laptops, which this thing is still like it's not using the thing, but the camera is still on. Hmm. So now I got oh, well, feel like I'm being watched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut that bad boy off. All right. Yeah, man, it's getting kind of crazy. Did you see the uh, that they're uh, mandating you wear a mask now? Yes. Um, in fact, uh, I went to, um, a local exterminator, um, because I have this bird problem I was telling you about. Right, 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 right. So I said, I let me, two, two, it's not a squirrel, it's a bird. So I was trying to get a two for one, and I said, oh, let me stop at, uh, local exterminator guy and see, um, if he's open, you know, just right, because I had to get the direction anyway. And he also has a, uh cleaning a vacuum company inside you know okay uh, they have like they vacuums and whatever i needed a new belt for the vacuum cleaner so i said i'd rather go in there by the belt than to go to fucking home depot and be on the crazy pan line right and i said all right let me just go see this guy you know long story short i get to the furnace store and it says stop if you don't have a mask you cannot come in you know a sign, or somebody said that. A sign. He had a sign oh, outside. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, he beat beat you to the punch. You know, it was a big Terry Crews looking dudes standing there going, "Stop! Don't touch my balls! And if you come any further, you got to wear a mask." Ah. No, but I thought that was pretty funny. Like you know, have I was like, "Oh shit!" I had a mask in my, in my um pocket. Uh huh. So. Again, this is the new normal. Like this is the new. And today, I saw, I heard De Blasio say that we will back any company that promotes or says that you know, like they will. If anybody says, "Oh, I, I," they will serve me, and you know, I'm not allowed in the store. They said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna enforce it so that people get the idea that you just can't be traipsing around here." 
you know, yeah, but, to, but to what extent is is always my is always my concern. Like, to what extent are you going to? Because if you're going to mandate it, that means you're putting you're putting the power of law enforcement behind it. Well, listen, they said that about seatbelts, right? I remember when seatbelt rule first came out, mm -hmm. and everyone was like, "Fuck that! I don't need to wear it. That's my life. It's my." And it became a law that's so natural now. And no, nobody bickers about it. You're saving yourself your life. Now, if you want to give me a ticket for it, that that's what I have a problem with. If I don't have it on or not, you know. What for your for your seatbelt? You talking about your seatbelt? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, but, but that's the whole. But but that's the whole point. The whole point is that it's mandated. So now, it's it's no longer your choice to do that or not. Right. You know, it's no longer your choice. And, and, and I get the argument. I got into this argument with my wife last night. I, I get the argument that you're doing it for the general uh, public safety. And unfortunately, some people are being irresponsible. And if I'm sick and if I'm going to be in the environment where you're in, I shouldn't make you sick. And so I yeah. take every precaution that I have and we're going to mandate it. I get it. I'm just curious as to when it's going to stop because I didn't hear anyone say hey we will no longer mandate this when we see certain things happen like we like we didn't it didn't doesn't seem like we've created the criteria to say okay if we hit a certain marker or if we hit a certain time period or if we see like a certain amount of uh, uh, cases are going down and hospital admissions are at a certain level then we can probably say okay we'll, we'll no longer mandate the mask wearing because government is quick to grab power. They're not so quick to give it back. Well, listen, like I like I always say, um, we resort to the hood sometimes. When the brothers run away mass and walk in the stores, everybody's going to have a problem with it. When, well, well, yes. <laughs> right. You know, they see a bunch of guys in hoodies and masks. It's no longer, oh, I feel threatened. Now it's, oh, yes. everyone's wearing masks. And then they're going to rob your store. And then people are going to go, oh, well, uh, I, you know, I have a different feeling about these masks right. because people abuse them. So just like anything else, someone will find a nefarious way to exploit it mm -hmm. and, and get over, use it to get over, whether, you know, you want to steal bags of chips or you want to do whatever. But unfortunately, yes. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, the same, we had the same discussion about, uh, about guns. You know, like if everybody yeah. in the hood, I mean, look. You don't have to um, get your gun under the table. You can legally own a gun. And if yeah. everybody legally yeah. owns a gun, and then if all these middle-class black folk uh, uh, all of a sudden join the NRA, uh, yes, there would be some damn laws change. <laughs> there would be some right. that's, how, that's how they started in the first place. You know, Hold on, I'm going to switch my, um, hey, you know, my, you, know, you can carry this gun out in public. You keep talking. This is the law. No, I agree 100%. Um, you know, we're, we're facing some, uh, you know, Candace Owens, of course, as you know, is on the forefront <laughs> of, you know, making noise, you know. Yes, yes. And, um, she, hold on, I got to switch my uh, settings here. I just pulled out my uh, headphones and my mic. Sure. Okay. Bear with me. I'm sorry. Um, speakers, headphones. There we go. Say something. Oh. I said you probably got to digest that burger too. 
I don't hear you. Um, then your audio. Dun, 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 dun. Keep talking so I can hear. So your mic is. Uh, it's gonna be your mic. I mean your uh, speakers. In. Tests. Either reassign your speakers or. Because it wasn't probably wasn't on. Okay. Uh, hold on. I don't know why I'm not hearing you. No. Can you? What about now? No hearing boom, now. Well, I heard that. Okay. Are you talking or no? I'm talking right now. Talking. Yes, I am talking. I'm not I am talking. Hard for me to talk continuously because I have a ton of shit to say, but don't know how to say. You can't hear through the headphones, or you can't hear through anything. Probably not being able to hear through anything because I'm running my mouth, and you can't hear nothing. Headphones. So I'm curious now Damn. as to what you did. I don't know why I tried to do this in midstream. Yeah. Uh, fucked it up. Maybe uh, disconnect and reconnect. Maybe that's the best thing. Uh-oh. 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 Hey, there's Miss Glow. Uh-oh. Lady put her whole name there. Hey, guys. Hey! Lady put her whole name there. <laughs> she didn't say glow. <laughs> I can hear you just fine. I cannot hear John. You cannot hear me? I can hear John. Okay, it's me. It's me. It's not you. Yes, it's me. Yeah. Uh, I, I um, disconnected some, some audio and... Um, hold on. You're kind of goofy. What's up, girl? Hey guys, this is uh, it's happening. I uh, this is this is a long time overdue. You should have been. You should have been. This is happening. Yes, we had when we when we first started doing our our podcast. No, I really appreciate uh, the love and the, the the desire to even have me on. We um, love some <laughs> We go way, 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 way back. Too far back. Go back like slims and quick candy. Go back like rocking chairs. What's crazy is that um, on Facebook, you know, the timeline will show you things that you posted, you know, before and uh, that classic picture of Ivan, Chatty, Lonnie, and Bebe. Mm, yes. Easter Sunday is like, it, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a nostalgic feeling right now. So, um, hey guys. What's happening, Glow? How's it going? How are you guys handling with um? This new norm. We're doing this. We're doing uh, live stream podcasts. <laughs> I uh, I had to get my coffee. It's it's just I left a listing appointment. I just listed the property and uh, was helping out the homeowner because I just it's what I do. Uh, full service broker. So um, should I introduce myself? Yeah, yeah please. Sure. Yes. So I am um, a licensed real estate uh, broker, a little different than an agent. I've been licensed as a broker for about 15 years. I have been in real estate, gosh, 40 years. And wow. um, 40 years? Yeah, really? this is my family. This is, this, is, this is like before flipping became nostalgic, that's what my family did. Uh -huh. And um, I just opened up uh, my own construction company. Uh, 
Faith works construction. Yeah, look, when little girls are out playing jump rope, man, my mom had me doing spackling and you know, making sure that I knew how to tile, how to cut wood, how to drill saw. That is so, awesome. What's the name of it? What's the name of it again? Faith works construction. That's awesome. And you're out of wow. out of what part of Jersey? So we're in the Essex County area of Jersey, okay. but we pretty much go everywhere. And um, I have a couple of projects now that, you know, God willing, we can finish up. I'll have um, some photos and some details right. in terms of, you know, what we've done, what, you know, the before and after photos. But we take everything down to the studs and um, build it brand new. Um, wow. You know, there's a lot of older homes out there, and everybody wants new. No one wants something where they feel like someone else lives in there. So right. we, um, we we take it suits and nuts. And I also invest. Um, you know, the company that I'm with is Villa Home. We're probably one of the quiet, most quiet, large REO brokers in the state of New Jersey. What do you so, mean we, we just don't want to be associated with being those REO brokers uh, because once people, once you pigeonhole yourself into an identification, it's like it's difficult to get people to think, oh, so you do traditional real estate also, which is always, you know, um, you have one, you're going to have the other. So uh, we don't like to be defined as an REO brokerage. However, in our, you know, arsenal, we probably got about, 200 listings and um um you know we're nationwide so we're in florida california i believe 48 of the 50 states we're in wow so, yeah yeah okay, so you around, basically that's that's, that's not messing around I, i'm opening up my office i started i signed my lease and everything and then mm -hmm. i sneezed and the owner's like yeah we don't want you in until until all this nonsense clears up so you know i have an office in montclair new jersey that we will be launching eventually okay wow how is all this affecting your business because you said you just came from a listing but you know not a lot of people are out now so i mean is it effect i'm sure it has some effect well definitely uh you know number one is the concern that everyone has and now, before I even go any further, I just want to acknowledge to the audience that this is just, you know, it's it's an unprecedented right. pandemic that has impacted every corner of the globe. And my condolences to any families that have been affected by it, infected Absolutely. by it. And um, personally, in my family, we have had several um, family members that have both been diagnosed and then who also passed away from it so oh, this is man. this hasn't you know um gone without just the proper acknowledgement and understanding that we're in a different and unprecedented territory so when people Absolutely. ask me you know like boy what do you think is going to happen i couldn't even begin to speculate but what i can yeah. tell you what's happening now is that um investing has always real estate has always been a vehicle for investment right you take a house that you know as is these kitchen needs new bathrooms needs whatever you put it you know fancy bow on it put it back on the market now you're making money you know i.e flipping and then traditionally flippers have used what's called hard money lenders hard money lenders can 
be anywhere from a hedge fund to um, someone taking out money out of their 401k and funding a project. Mm -hmm. And so um, those hard money lenders have softened. They're like, wait a minute, we don't know what the um, economy is going to hold. So let's right, just right. put it on pause, right? Banks are um, the other traditional way of loaning money for uh, a uh, purchase. They've changed their requirements a little bit, but not so much. FHA, uh, you had to have like a 580 credit score in order to get an FHA loan. FHA is the government-backed loan where you're only putting down 3.5%. So they changed their requirements down to uh, up to 620. You have to have um, a median credit score of 620. Okay. And then wow. the conventional mortgages are asking for 700 credit score. So these are not unusual numbers. These are not impossible numbers. And hey, guys, people always need a place to live. So, you right. know, in terms of the industry, no, it's not the same volume that we were doing a month ago, a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. But in a way, it's a little easier for the little the little guys, right, that just need a place to live versus these guys who have all this money and can throw, you know, money into a house and crunk it out, so to speak, and charge more money. So, so what, what, what most likely we'll be seeing, because there was a huge, huge, huge inventory issue. There wasn't enough houses on the market. There were not right, enough right. people that could, you know, and still, last week I spoke to my lender, one of the um, lenders that I work with, and he had a multi-bid scenario, uh, still, this is still happening, right? 17 people made an offer, and he had two people in it that he'd given pre-approvals for, and they didn't get it. They went severely over asking. Wow. So this is still, you know, I'm in Jersey. I'm always a New Yorker at heart, but, you know, my family is from Jersey. How my mom and dad landed in Queens, I'm not sure. But um, the majority of my family is in Jersey, and yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, you know, like so. I have relatives that have, um, like I said, started with flipping, and um, I have a cousin, Chris Bell, who was probably one of the premier multimillionaires in his time, and this is back in the eighties, right? Wow. So this is. This is before the boat, the Big Bang, before HDTV and all that other stuff. Right, right. And um, he made quite a name for himself. Um, his younger brother just passed away on Sunday from um, complications. We don't know if it's COVID or not, so I'm not claiming it. But he was one of my heroes, right? And so whenever we spoke, we'd talk about real estate, talk about construction, um, he told me some fabulous stories that I can't wait to pen, you know, and, 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 you know, share with the family because it, these are things that our African-American community, we're not used to hearing about someone who was able to do the impossible in real estate. Right. Yeah, and, right. you know, and, and not to say that race has a part in everything, but in certain things, it's just unheard of for a black man to go and put two stories on a building in a predominantly white neighborhood, mm. you know, for all kinds of reasons. But I like to keep it real and um, acknowledge where acknowledgement is due. So 
you know, this 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 market, it's still going strong. Yeah. Um, it's, it's softened for investors who don't have that hard money backing. But now, honestly, it's it's a great time for homeowners to just be careful. We have a governor issued executive order that changes the, 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 the landscape a little bit, but doesn't change it completely. Right. So really? people can still see houses. It's just you and your agent, not you and your whole family and your agent. Okay. Um, I always wear my N95 mask. I have uh, bought like a box. I bought a box of 10 hundred glove boxes. I guess I have like a thousand um, pairs of gloves. <laughs> so to speak. Wow. Yeah, you have to really, you know, take this seriously. And, um, you know, that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, I had an appointment today. We listed a beautiful house. Um, you know, the homeowner is a friend of mine. And even if she wasn't a friend, there's certain things that with my company I like to do. And, you know, you don't want to take advantage of someone. If someone is a homeowner and they're looking to sell their home, they're looking to sell their home for a reason, right? And so, right. you know, I, I just got the, the grass cut and, um, you know, some extra little things that she needed to do just to make sure that she's presenting in the right um, light. So that's part of my business. I like to consider myself a full service um, broker where I'm not just looking to, you know, here, here, sign here and then, you know, no, right. I, I take care of my clients very well. Oh, so you go through you go through a whole series. You got a little checklist that you go through. You you kind of work with them and say, "Hey, look, you got curb appeal here, but we should do this. Like, maybe not leave your pantyhose hanging up on the window and all the goofy <laughs> stuff we've seen." Um, so I and, and, house if I saw somebody's pantyhose hanging, <laughs> I'd buy. I'd buy. I'd buy. I'd buy that house. Uh, but but talk to talk a little more about the 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 pre um you just said it you um in a in a short version of it but how is it when you're communicating with someone to go see a house are you asking them if they're prepared in this new covid market do they have gloves and stuff or do you have extras in the car and you're going to lend them some if they don't have cuz this is all new now so the yeah. good part is, is everyone gets to do it at the same time in real time but I guess like anything else, survival of the fittest, right? You have some, she's going to go back and say, wow, you know, this realtor was great. She had, I didn't have a mask. She had one for me. And this is the girl to go to. This is the, this is the company to go to. Absolutely. I mean, every agent, they're all independent contractors, right? So everyone manages their business differently. But I bought my first house when I was 26. I should have been, I should have bought my first house when I was 21, but I got married and that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. My husband said, oh no, renting is good. You know, my mom rents. And that's when I was like, oh shoot, I made a bad decision here, you know, and uh, um, had to get rid of them. But I bought my first house. <laughs> Yeah, I said because he rents. <laughs> well, no, no, not because he rents, but because his his logic was just off. You know, uh -huh. the house that I the house that I almost bought, six six two Jersey Avenue in Jersey City, I will never forget. I had an opportunity to buy it in ninety four for a hundred thousand dollars. Ask mm -hmm. me what the house is worth now. 
Oh, you probably you you probably what seven seven hundred? Two point five million dollars. Whoa! So when I say I had to get rid of him, yeah, I had to get rid of him. Be you cheaper. And the thing about it is, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that just don't see the long game, right? They right, don't see right, right. the fact that you know, yeah, you could buy a car, right, and you mm -hmm. can. Uh, more uh, uh, a car note is what four or five hundred dollars, and then you have to worry about the insurance. So, all in, you know, you're you're probably looking at eleven hundred a month for uh -huh. a car that depreciates the moment you take it off the lot. Yes, yeah, the most or, asset that uh, we think we have. We think it's an asset, but it's not an asset. It's not. It's not. And so you can you know purchase a home and. You know, you fix up the home. You can't just get in that house and not do anything, but you got to do some things. And so, you know, I'll get to your, your question in a second, Chad. But the bottom line is that you really, really should look at what are you leaving for your kids? And it's not even the house that you're leaving for the kids. It's the mental attitude that you can do this. It's yeah. not hard. It's not complicated. Yeah. And then the benefit is, guess what? You know, you have equity. Don't touch that equity. Don't you dare touch that equity unless unless it's for something really, really, really important. You know, don't touch your equity. Just let it build and grow. So all these lessons, I've been, I've been studying real estate since I was 15. And right around the corner from us on Farmers Boulevard, there used to be a real estate office. It was there for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But I remember looking in the window and looking at the different houses and looking at the different amenities and then comparing, okay, this house, well, why would they be asking this much for this house? And it, it's, just, it's just an education. So it's all that education that someone gets when they work with me. When I bought my first house in Jersey City, um, I was 26 years young. I looked at the fact that I could get a two-family for sixty-five thousand versus paying—I think it was like nine hundred dollars a month for luxury rental at the time—and mm -hmm. wow. I, I, I just I, like my mortgage was six hundred a month, right? And I had a tenant paying me money, so it was just kind of like, why doesn't everyone do this? I don't know, but I—I I get it. It's the fear factor, right? So yeah, I'm not yeah. going to sit up here and paint a pretty picture. The first thing I had to replace when I first bought that house, uh, didn't know that they had clay pipes, clay, clay sewer lines going into the mm. house. Mm. Guess what happens to clay when a big, heavy truck goes over? They break. They break. Yeah. 52 feet of sewer line I had to replace. And at the time, it was about $12,000 to do it. That was, was a pretty penny. Mm -hmm. But I've got a, a sharp lawyer that helped me um, subgrade some of that to the uh, seller, and it it wound up costing me about six grand to from, do. From a financial standpoint, if you're if 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 you think you're ready to buy, are there times when it's actually better to not buy than to rent? Because it seems that if if you if if at the end of the day, if you're going to be cash broke by the time you walk into a house. You're actually, you might be setting yourself up to actually be even further behind 
than if you would have like maybe stayed put and maybe you know saved some more money for another couple of years or something like that. What do you think? Well, I I agree. There's there's certain scenarios where renting is probably better if you're a um, transient kind of person where your job is going to be moving you around. Yeah, you probably are not going to be able to purchase anything. Mm -hmm. um, you could purchase and have a property management company manage it for you in your absence. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, how do I say this gently? Certain neighborhoods, you're kind of gambling when you're um, purchasing yeah. in a, a riskier neighborhood versus um, having your kids in the school system. Right. that you uh, prefer to be in. So yeah, it's not a, um, a one-size-fit-all kind of situation. Every mm. scenario is different. So we'd have to look at the different variables. And I could probably sell more houses than I do now, but I like to be a realist. I don't like to be one of those opportunistic people that, you know, I'm just here to get my commission and I really couldn't care less about your kids. I don't care about... You know, I, I'm not that type of agent. No shade against those who feel that they just need to focus on their commission. But it's just like for me to, you know, be able to look myself in the mirror and, and get sleep at night. I, I give my two cents. And so, do, um, yeah. Quick question. Uh, do you ever follow up with people after you've sold them a property? Do you go back and give them a Christmas card? Hard and say, how's it going? How's things going? Or you, you know, it's not a hit and run. I mean, you don't hit them and, hey, I got you sold your house and, you know, leave them. Do you go back? Do you go back and say hello? I'm, I'm looking at my phone now, not because I'm checking my text messages, but it's funny you say that because I have a, um, a client that I sold a house for her and her husband and we became friends. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'd say 95% of my clients become friends and it's not for anything other than the fact that they like the fact that I'm real, that I'm sincere, that, you know, they see that I go above and beyond. And it's not for me, it's not about a paycheck. It's, it's about, I have information for you and it doesn't cost you anything. You know, right, right. most people, there's some people out there that they're going in, they, they want, charging for the air that you breathe <laughs> because yeah. they just so yeah i keep in contact with the majority of my customers and um you know i i i try not to inundate them with you know this is what i'm doing now but i do like to share hey this is what your house is worth now remember when you know you bought it and you know well now well, this is what it's worth and i know there are other companies that do it but like I said, most of my clients become my friends. Um, there's a couple that we just kind of, you know, okay, this is that and see you later. And, you know, right. that's that. But usually there's something wrong with them. <laughs> I, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> just go that way, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I keep in contact with my um, friends. So, yeah, no, for my clients, I, I go above and beyond. I keep extra masks. I keep extra gloves. I Good. prepare Good. them and say, you know, listen, this is... And, and most of them, they're aware, right? But then if I look at you and you're not protected, I'm like, listen, this is, this is the reality. There's a lot of people that are just kind of not really taking this seriously. 
and um, God bless them, you know. But and I'm no, I'm no germaphobe, right. but I, I really, I just, I just want everyone to stay safe. Um, they stay in their car, stay in my car. Um, I don't know who they have going through their house. You know, I love my daughter dearly, but she told me that her boyfriend had strep throat. So Ooh. Easter, when the game over, I was like, you know, come out, come out, you know. <laughs> and it was the hardest thing, but <laughs> exactly. But I just had to, you know, just let them know that I love you from afar, but, um, you know, we, we take it really seriously in this house. So there's just so much we don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's just so much. I mean, I have a, we have a friend who's, um, whose uh, father-in-law uh, uh, passed away. It was, it oh, was sorry. As, as a result of COVID. But now they won't, um, they will only allow so many people to come uh, 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 see him at the, at the uh, uh, for his funeral. Yeah, um, true. Or, or see him or see him before they ship him because they can't bury him. They have to send him to, uh, he was in the Bronx, so they got to send him like somewhere. He, they, they can't have a department service and they can't you know stuff like that and so they put bodies in the park they're gonna allow they're only gonna allow like i think like three or four people at a certain time uh to at least pay their respects and and so those are all like different difficult things because we just don't know everybody's being i think i think if you're in new york you you you're they dump you in hard island that's that's so yeah i mean i have a niece i just found out that her fiance's cousin was killed during a road rage incident in New York. Oh, yeah. It was in the. It was on the news. The mom went to his funeral, of course, right. and um, contracted COVID at the funeral oh. and died. Damn. Damn. So it's, it's, this is just there's just there's there's so there's just so much there's so much yeah. and there's so much that we don't know. Um, I'm not really good with trusting people and trusting that I'm getting all the information. So I just need to just you know, keep you. myself protected. Got this is my boyfriend. Mm. <laughs> 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 He's right by my side, right here. And well, we also uh, like, I think there are times when you kind of like realize where you're like getting a little stressed and stuff like that. So you got to Unfortunately, some of the stupid stuff that you see is like entertaining now. Like it, it's it's yeah, I saw this thing where a bunch of um, uh, nurses were doing some like booty shaking contest and and stuff like that. To which normally you would say this is stupid. What the fuck is wrong with you? But no. now you would say you know what if this is yeah. gonna, if this is going to get you like to, <laughs> to better manage what you need to manage and it's kind of like like not chuckled at it too. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. Shake your ass. Yeah, the one on the left got the better I, ass. I find myself conflicted though. It's like, do I laugh at these things? Do I get serious? It's just, it's so hard, you know. Um, I, 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 I enjoy a good laugh. Laughter is so important. It's a good medicine. Yeah, it helps absolutely. the heart. It helps your immune system. It boosts your immune system. So, yeah, if I can get a cheap laugh these days, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Absolutely, go for it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, no shortage of laughs, but um, it's no different than when we've um, 
entered into different cycles of uh, lifestyles, such as the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, when these things start becoming more prevalent in normal day-to-day -day society, as you remember, when we were growing up, you might have seen one person in a month with a club foot or, or one person with a, a um, disability. Now, everywhere you go, you could everyone's uh, handicapped or disabilitated or somehow has... A, and the old school of making fun of people and stuff was like, hey, that's taboo. Now it's, it, you know, like everything else, we get so over-exaggerated with things that you just don't care anymore. And if you like it, you're going to laugh. You're going to have some fun. But then you also have to have some respect and some dignity. And a little class goes a long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a different day. It's a different um, era. You know, you have some people that just don't give a rat's behind. They, they will, you know, they, they don't care about people. And then there's no. some people who, you know, it's just, it, even the person who's disabled, they'll make the jokes. I don't know if you guys saw, I posted recently um, how Stevie Wonder, everyone swears that Stevie Wonder can see. He, uh, if he, if, <laughs> and, and Stevie Wonder is the first one to make you question, like, can't this know what you're saying? Because he, he got yeah. into his car, put it into gear, and was backing up. The guy was like, whoa, 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 Stevie, what are you doing? No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, so you found out that Stevie like, he said, hey, uh, listen, uh, I can see the whole damn time. I just, you know, I figured you gave me a little bit of and, and you guys kind of left me alone when I wanted my own, uh, when I wanted my own space. So I just went with it. Help me sell a million something records, man. It's a it work. <laughs> when you get a chance, I like I posted it yesterday. There was a one point at the end of the video that um, Paul McCartney is walking by, and the mic was falling, and Stevie is right there. Stevie went to go catch the mic, and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> oh see, shit! That's a skit right there. Stevie Wonder could really see. I love. I see. I love stuff like that. Like when they do, like like how Gumby's really an asshole. You know, and, and, <laughs> yeah. you know those whole skits like that. We don't do that shit anymore. Oh, exactly. That's funny. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you what uh, glow? What are you doing when you're not selling a house? What are you What are you doing? You you totally looking at bones all the time or you just you know i can't turn off guys i don't know i don't know i don't know how to do it but i just don't turn off i um i love construction i'm sit looking at my bathroom now trying to figure out you know what the layout is going to be um i'm always just educating myself on real estate related or construction related deals um, I have a, a friend of mine that's purchasing a house with these big ass doors. Like back in the day, the Victorian homes had these like ten foot doors. Yeah, yeah. And you know you can't replace that, so it's just I don't know. I I, I think I'm gonna take up sewing again if I don't sewing. get that good. Yeah, I uh, I sew. I sew really well. Did you really? I did. Yeah, I um in high school I used to sew vests and bags like those uh you know kind of double light bags all those like little sack yeah, yeah, yeah okay. like sack bags yeah yeah wow. I had that. who knew 
Multi-talented, bro. I listen. Uh, at that at that age, the only thing I knew is that you knew how to fight. So that's 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 the only thing that I knew at that for you at that time. So don't don't turn your eyes like that. That you that you don't know what we're talking about. See my halo. Wait, wait. Let me get my halo. Get your best crooked. your best friend was a jar of Vaseline. You uh, had no problem. Uh, uh, you had uh, no problem with going back inside. Putting the Vaseline on and coming back outside and say what? What had happened was <laughs> <laughs> no. My 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 big thing was roller skating. You guys used to have the block parties, right? Yeah, I remember. Yes. I was the only one that couldn't roller skate. I still have my certificate that I won on your at your block party for roller oh, yeah? skating. Yeah, I won. Wow. Yep, I still have the certificate. Speaking oh, of roller yeah. skating, did you guys see uh, Naima's roller skating uh, um, yes. thing in the paper? Yes. No. What? Did you see this club? What? What paper? They what had her in the uh, in the post. No, they had post. her in the post. Post the okay. Daily News. Maybe it was the Daily News. She, uh, she turned her uh, living room. Once they started shutting everything down, and she couldn't get to the uh, to the roller skating rink. She went and she bought herself some some like plywood or whatever, and she basically made a roller skating rink inside uh, her crib. That was Naima. I heard about this. Yeah, that was Naima. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have to go back and look. I didn't. I did not. I didn't make a connection with the name, but I I saw that, and I actually, unless it's it's unless it's someone different, but I actually sent the link to a girlfriend of mine who's um, in Florida that loves to roller skate. I love roller skating. I want, I, and I just told my husband that I want to turn our garage into a, a roller skating rink because, oh, you know, shit. You know we've got a nice two-car garage. There's no pillars or anything to keep us from doing it. So you, I just need the roller skates. I don't have any roller skates. That would be awesome. It would be like a, you could make it like a juke joint, but for yeah. roller skating. Listen. <laughs> Right, and on the other side of that is our family room where we keep all alcohol. And yeah, oh my god, for real. Decision made. Decision made. Next yeah. summer, summer twenty twenty one. You're there. You go. Oh no, we're not waiting that long. We're not. <laughs> in fact, I just. Well, you might not let anybody out. Me about shooting people if you start leaving the house in a month. This is uh, crazy. Shout out a few people who's checking in with us online. Check out brother Barry Seaton in the building. Barry! Uh, my girl Tracy and Sigi uh, in the building. Ke uh, who else we got? Kenya Calendar and Justin Time with Phil on the check in. I'm with you. Nice, 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 nice. Nice. Man. But uh, when speaking of roller skating again, uh, when I was teaching the kids how to drive, uh, the one. Uh, analogy I love using was the roller skating rink and I said look the parkway is like the roller skating rink you just if you miss the exit you keep going you go around you gotta go around you cannot go backwards this is there's no going back and all those people that and if you remember um uh we used to go roller skate with Riv a lot with um with Renee and and his aunt and, and boy we used to have a great time she taught us all how to roller skate man huh. but um well, we miss those days. Those those were fun times. And Listen, our roller skating rink because we weren't that fancy was the neighborhood, and mm -hmm. Snake Hill was like if you if you had to 
You couldn't just get your skates and then go straight to Snake Hill. You had to get your weight up. Gotta get your weight up. Gotta get your skills up. And um, when they repaved roads, it was like, yes. Yes. Was just a beautiful thing to see. You could, you could skate on it, you could play ball on it, you could do all kinds of things on it. You get a nice paved road. It was like, oh, it just unleashed us. It was yes. like, oh my God, I'm yes. never going to unleash us. Yes. Now you can't get people out the house. I mean, now Isn't yeah, that crazy? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, but before it was just like, you know, video games and yeah, y'all don't understand the, the phrase, I'm inside one more time and you're going to stay inside. <laughs> yeah, you should get kicked out of the house. Oh, I remember that. No, if you go back in the house, then you have to stay in the house so you didn't go back home. You didn't go back outside, yeah, exactly. You had to wait until the, the, the street lights came on and then, you know, you stay in front. So, uh, everybody yeah. had a time they were supposed to be home. Everybody I, I, had a time was supposed to be home, and you knew you knew that uh, you weren't supposed to be out past that time. But our neighborhood to see is to see somebody's mother come around the corner. That means Ooh. you know somebody fucked up. Yeah, somebody, yeah. You can say it. It was my mother. You can say it. I'm not scared anymore. You can say it. It was my mother. My mother. Was, uh, when your mother, uh, when your mother came out, it was trouble. Yeah. Yeah. When your mother came out, it was like you knew somebody was getting an ass whooping that night. Oh yeah! You know, oh yeah! Come around the corner. Oh, hi, yeah. Mrs. Gibson. Everybody became nice. Hi, Mrs. Gibson. Hi. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's like yeah, huh? Uh huh. Gloria and I've been going inside right now. Say goodbye to oh, your, you say goodbye to your little friends. <laughs> Didn't see nobody for two days. Uh, why were our friends always little? Hey, little friends. Hey. Exactly. Say goodbye to your little friends. The little friends, like Haywood. Where did I see Haywood? Mm. Haywood, Reggie, whatever, forever. Gosh, it's, it's so, speaking, I, speaking of those guys. That block. Um, does anybody remember Mr. Bob? Yes. Mr. Bob was next door to Haywood. I mean, he was yes. the only last last white guy in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he he used to pay us with celery sodas to go clean his backyard. He had rats. He had all kinds of crazy stuff. We mm -hmm. always thought that he had a dead wife in the house or something. Well, we always like would poke at his yeah. windows. And he had a little machine shop downstairs. And he yeah. was just a weird guy. But I bet you that guy had money. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm I, sure wouldn't he be, did. I wouldn't be surprised. I well, would not be surprised. Maybe he had a pension or something. He, there was somebody, I, wasn't there somebody who lived next to, I think it was Gina. There was a dude who lived next door to, to Gina Gina Tappan. Yeah, who I think was an old dude, and then I think he ended up passing away, and they they found like a bunch of uncast checks in his basement or something. Huh? Like that. Maybe oh, that's I don't a legend. Maybe maybe I don't know. You know, maybe that's you know. But I just there were dudes in the neighborhood like that. Mister Bob was one of them. Yeah, and you're probably right. He probably was a millionaire. My brother, so on 109th Avenue, across the street from us, um, there was a, um, a German guy that uh, lived there alone. His family had tried to, you know, kind of coax him into uh, um, moving out. And he was just pretty firm that he wanted to stay in the neighborhood. Yeah. And my brother, Eric, used to um, go over to his house after school and, you know, do errands for him, run to the store. 
And in return, he taught him plumbing. He taught him, um, there was something else that he, he taught him. I, I can't remember what Eric told me, but his granddaughter wrote this beautiful letter in like this penmanship that looked as if it had been done by a computer, but was done by hand. And she was mm. thanking him for taking that time out with her grandfather. And, you know, he really, he became, my brother became part of their family because mm -hmm. it was, it was, he was just so nice to him. Um, you know, and, and, and I like to think that kids these days, when you see someone older, when you see someone who can't cut the grass like they used to, that they, you know, offer to do these things, not, you know, for money, but just the simple fact that, you know what, you, you should just do something nice for your neighbors. I'm always looking out for my neighbors. I have a lady down the street now that whenever I see her, you know, I, um, and she knows if she needs to go somewhere, she can give me a call. Yeah. But, um, you know, those, 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 those relationships, it's just, yeah. everything has just changed so much, yeah. you know, they've changed so well, much. That's that's the uh, word community in itself. I mean, it has um, it has a real meaning to it, other than just what you call your neighborhood. When you have um, you know those shovel in the snow days, or you know those kind of things where hey, person, it may be two or three bucks. You know, now you get this. Everyone's an entrepreneur. I don't know where you're going to make a million dollars shoveling snow, but it's more of the like you said. It's more of the kind deed. And it is about the money. And if you get a few bucks here and there, it's great. Um, but that old lady or that, you know, the older family that can't, that, that maybe the kids moved out or whatever else, um, it goes a long way. I mean, I have a snowblower and I'll do like the whole block. I'll go as far as I can do the whole gas can, you know, because I don't want the gas to sit in there. Yeah. And I yeah. had a guy tell me, I had my, one of my neighbors said, hey, man. When you when you do my make sure you blow the snow in this direction. I said, I don't give a fuck where I blow it. I'm doing it for free. <laughs> wow, wow. You don't get hey, Chris Miller just joined. Oh, Christine hey, just joined in. Look at that. Hey there, hey there. I see you. Says, hey guys. What's happening, Christine? Miss Purple, oh, he's been neighbor right here. <laughs> It's been her favorite color. It's been her yeah. favorite color for years. So yeah, uh, no. yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely, no. I was just saying. So you know, this is this is so important that you're gonna have uh, another generation of kids that we're all. We and John said this before that we've obviously, and you as well, have lived through nine eleven. And I thought we would only have one of these. To tell my grandkids now, you know we have we have a nine eleven. We have the financial crisis. Yeah. We have now the um, the pandemic, and it depends on how much longer we live. How many more of these stories will we have to tell our kids? And then what's a what's a post generation like? Do you put this in history books and tell about it? Does it does it live longer than than us? Yeah, this is, we haven't had a pandemic since, what is it, 1918? And, um, you know, it, it, it's incredible that it, in our lifetimes, we have a historic, you know, um, event that's happening and that's affecting us. I'm just curious what kind of impact this is going to have on children because, you know, we're adults. We know how things happen. You got to kind of be able to, well, some adults can 
get used to the transition so, and doing what they have to do. Mm-hmm. But the kids, it's, it's kind of like, you know, so remember when we were kids, we used to have those bomb drills, not the fire drills, but the yes. bomb drills where you had to go to the desk. And yes. so for the longest time, I thought that, you know, someone is coming to get us. And, <laughs> you know, so I just wonder what, what impact this is going to have on um, the little kids. My granddaughter, she, um, she's she been out of school for a minute and um, she was homeschooled already. So this is just... Um, a little different for her, but homeschooling, you know, she's 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 uh, in first grade, but she's on a third grade reading level and third grade math. So yeah, my daughter's excellent with um, teaching her, but I don't really understand how these kids are going to understand. You, you get what I'm saying? I'm probably not saying it the right way, but well, I just well, wonder. They're probably not going to understand, but what they're going to do is they're going to adapt. And and that's what they do best. You know, Chad and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago when we when you know when every when all of our communication became uh, pretty much more virtual and 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 whatnot. And Chad said this. He said, you know what, the kids kind of had this down already. So you know, our young kids, even as young as single sing, uh, single digits, they already know how to how to you know bring somebody in your your online call, and they already know how to how to, <laughs> how to communicate uh, without actually seeing somebody or actually yeah. you know picking yeah. up the phone and talking to somebody. This is not yeah. this is not new to them, and so yeah. th- they're probably just going to adapt. They're going to adapt, and they're going to add it to their. You know, ho- hopefully, as adults, we'll say, "Okay, this is something you need to add to your foundation as you build up to be a a better human being." And this will just be another another thing that they do better than we can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, uh, so, so what do you see? Um, because uh, John mentioned this a little bit earlier before you had joined on, and we talked about uh, all the imposing new legislations. You now have uh, stores and retailers now saying, hey, stop, don't come in without a mask. Uh, you have the MTA. You, you will not be able to ride any, as of today, um, you will not be able to ride any form of public transportation without a mask. Um, so this is a whole new infringement upon some freedoms, which are necessary. We get it. But at what cost? And then when does it go back? Do we? Is there a button that says, "Oh, okay, this is all free and clear. We can go back to normal," or do this? Now you have these. Now you got mask police. You know. Now you got a whole policing of just masks. You know. No. So, okay. No, I was going to say. So, what? What is? What is your thoughts on where society is placing? You know, we for everything we need to help us. How much of it hurts us, and how much of it do we get back when this is over, or or we just come the new morphed uh, people that just mask is a regular thing now? Well, unfortunately, you know, and I'm just going to go out and say this: I don't believe that this was a act of nature. This was a deliberate, constructed, devised plan. And um, it, this is not a natural disease. This is something that was created in the lab. And unfortunately, when you have this type of weaponry, you have to have laws in place that's going to protect 
the citizens that need protecting. Because um, people, quite honestly, and I don't know if we can curse on here, they don't give a shit about people. Uh, my husband was in the supermarket yesterday, and, <laughs> and um, he said, you'd be surprised how stupid people are, and then how much they just don't give a rat's behind about anyone else. So, you know, we're hearing six feet behind, six feet away, yeah. right? And he turns around and someone is like right on him. He's like, you know, space, give me space. You and so, fuck up. Okay. I had this, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, go ahead. That's okay. No, well, no, just to go back to my point of, this is something that, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a, a, a science person, but I know a lot of geeky, geeked out science individuals. That this was something that was created in a lab, right? This is something that can be replicated. It could. It, and and I just heard on the news today that in Korea, South Korea, people who recovered from it re got it, got it again. Mm-hmm, yeah. So. This is a lot of shit that we don't know nothing about. We know nothing about it. So if legislation, if legislation is going to require us to wear masks, if it's going to require us to use precautionary measures, uh, unfortunately, I'm for it. What I'm not for and what I have a problem with is that with what, the things that I'm also learning is that when you get tested for COVID, you now become the guinea pig for the government. So now it's a whole other set of things that you have to consider that your body is no longer your body. They're going to well, tell yeah. you that's crazy. And it, that's it, it, crazy. It's part of it. They want to start, they want to start, they want to start tracking technology. They want to start, you know, they, 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 there's this idea of like, okay, well, let's say you, you tested uh, positive and let's say that you're, you're good to go. We'll give you a certificate and you keep your certificate on your phone, but you got to keep your phone with you and you got to keep this program on you. So, well, guess what? We can know wherever the fuck you are anytime we want. And so to me, I understand that precautions need to be made, but it's a slippery slope into the type of into the type of society that we specifically don't want. I agree. And so, I agree. Listen, I, I, I am, am I having parties at my house? No, I'm not. But you know what? In my private residence, you really shouldn't be telling me what to do in my own, my, you know, in my own space. You know, does it make sense? No. Is it smart? No. Should I be more understandable and respectful? No. But how far yeah. are we going to go to tell people what you can? and cannot do, and when are you willing to give that power up? That's the conversation I had with Chad before you came on. Because government has no problem grabbing power. The question is, okay, when are you willing to give that, to give that power back and say, okay, well, we we no longer need to do this anymore. The shit that we did for 9-11 is still in place. Because we said we're tracking down terrorists and stuff like that. All right, well, we killed them. So what do we have? Why do we still have a lot of this stuff in place for? We need better laws. I think the, our laws are just antiquated. They don't apply to modern day. Like back in the day, like when people say, oh, you know, we want gun control. And I go, oh, no, no, I want my guns. It's like, well, back in the day, you know, when they wrote these laws about gun control, you didn't have to worry. You had muskets, right? That was that was the, the, the weaponry that we had then. Now we have 
he's AK, whatever the name was, you know, all over. And yeah, if you like to hunt, you don't need to be able to blow up whatever. <laughs> So I say, it, 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 I'm saying that I think that our our government, our first of all, our government failed us, right? This this jerk knew about this stuff long, long, long before it touched us, right? And so I don't know any other job that you can come in without any experience. Like, how the fuck does someone get elected that's never served in a government capacity before? So there's a problem with our laws. There's a problem with our infrastructure. He imposed the travel ban and got called a racist. Well, you know what? He imposed a travel ban on on, on countries that had no kind of. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, in the COVID in the COVID uh, scenario. Yeah, but he did that after the fact. He did that like. After it was already here. It was in uh, like like, like, like putting in new locks when you got a burglar inside your house. (laughs) But at the same but at the same time there was there was conflicting uh, there was conflicting information. I I I agree with you. We we didn't take it and and I don't think any of us can say that we took it as seriously as as it's not our job, though. It's not our job. It's their job to protect Mm -hmm. us and inform us and we didn't know. Like if if you told me back in uh, January that hey there's this really wicked virus going around you may want to protect yourself oh no said no said I I no problem they didn't do that for us well then, yeah, then, I hear you. then a lot of then a lot of that goes around because there's a lot of people right. who said hey you know don't worry even the, the WHO themselves uh, said right. that this was this was not you know don't worry about it it's just you know, it's it's just uh, uh, it's it's, it's going to happen. They always Wuhan, in Wuhan, China, and so it, 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 there's a lot of that to go around. It, it, and it's possible, but guess what? There's more than one strain of this. So maybe when they said it, they were absolutely right. The problem is, is that now you have this replicable disease that you can unleash. This this formula is for this this disease. It's not it's not a secret. So there's a formula that you can go on a dark web and find how to replicate this. So what I'm saying is, is that while they told us that this isn't, you know, this isn't, it's it's not possible or whatever. And I, listen, everyone could be a a Monday morning coach, right? Mm -hmm. The game was on Sunday, but now I'm going to tell you how to coach the game on Monday. Right, right. What, what we can all agree on is that we don't know shit. I mean, we know less than we knew then. True. So yeah. at this point, all we can do is just be mindful of ourselves. And be mindful. Of, now, listen, if I want to have 20 sweaty, oily, muscular guys. You know, yeah. You're smiling when you're saying that. <laughs> as a party, huh? Y'all gonna edit this part out so my husband doesn't. No, we don't edit shit. <laughs> it's live. <laughs> You're live. So if that's what I want to do, you know. Hey, he's he's the first sweaty guy. He's the first one. He's the first one. That's right. He's not part. Of, he's not part of the batch. I always tell my wife that. I said, there's the list, and then there's you. You 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 gotta tell your husband he transcends the list. No, he's the list. Ah. Just like a relay, there's an anchor, right? The anchor uh-huh. last, he's the anchor. 
There you go. Okay. <laughs> right. he, he gets his last dog. Come on now. That, in that scenario you put, that don't sound like fun. <laughs> well, I'm sure if I, just, if I made it to ladies, you'd understand. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? One thing I, I say about my husband is so cool. He he's not a jealous man, and it's it's refreshing, you know, to be able to party with a friend. So yeah. you know, he's 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 like, I expect you to look at my wife. I expect you to you know think she's pretty. I wouldn't have married her if she wasn't. And right. you know, I know who she's gone home with. So you know, it's, you know what? We have fun with it. You know, if I see a woman with a big ass, I'm like, honey, look, right there. Look, right there. And well, it's, it's like. Made me look. I, I just look. <laughs> no, he, he taught me, you know, early in our relationship. He's like, listen, I'm a one, you know, one woman kind of guy. He's like, unless they come in with something that I have never heard of, right? You know. Yeah. I said, well, what if there's two, you know, lady parts? He's like, interesting, interesting. But still, he knows the demon he has at home. He doesn't want to invite anything new to the, to the, to the party. So, oh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's strong with his. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, your face is like. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, well, listen, the, the, as we say, um, it's better to have the... Uh, how you say the demon you know versus the demon you don't is, uh, you know, you always open up. The unnatural thing would be to not find it interesting. Right. That would be the horrible thing to lie to yourself and to say, you remember that Sinbad skit when, when uh, he's talking to his wife at the beach and some like pretty woman is walking by and he says, women make you lie. He says, is that what you want? And they make you say, oh, no, 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 no. Right. She's far too fit and Tighten the tracking for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sinbad. <laughs> you know, yes, I, miss, I, I go back and watch a lot of his. Yeah, man. So uh, this is this is great. Thank you for uh, uh, popping in and spending some time with us. We know you have a busy schedule. We know that you're out there. No, I know uh, you do. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed, we're all finding time. To get out here and share with the world, but uh, it's wonderful that you have uh, this talent of um, this real estate. I wish more of us would get involved with this. Um, for anyone, can you just say your company name again? Which would uh, yep. sure. I'm Gloria Washington with Villa Home. My business number is eight six two four three seven zero two zero zero. You know, feel free to ask me questions, ask me what you think, if you're looking to sell or you're looking to purchase. And, you know, you don't even have to use me. What I don't like to see, and it drives me crazy, is when, you know, our people, we, we tend to not want to share our business with folks, right? Yeah. And so we'll go and tell the white man, and I'm sorry, I'm going to just, you know, keep it what it, what, what it is. We'll tell mm -hmm. them all of our details. And then when it comes to us talking to each other one-on-one, -on -one, we're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of um, looking bad. We're afraid of all mm. these things that just don't make matter, right? At the end of the day, who do you think is more concerned about your future? Right. 
I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I have a tendency to see um, my people just not want to share the real with me. And I tell everyone, I'm a vault. I'm a cone of silence. You tell me something. I'm going to keep that. I don't put any judgment. Lord knows I'm the last person to be judging anybody or anything. But I do like to have my clients understand and, and know that this is 40 years of knowledge that you get with me. This is not yeah. someone who just couldn't cut it doing something else. So decided to give real estate a shot. I have some real information. I love to share it. And even if you don't use it, you have a question on a transaction that you're in or have a question on something that just doesn't set right with you. You're not getting um, what you feel is a, a straight answer. I'm, 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 I'm an open book. I make time for everyone. I don't need to make money off of someone. I do it for, for the passion. And it just so happens that, you know, I get a check out of the, out of it at the end of the day. But if I could just absolutely beg everyone within the sound of my voice who hasn't thought about real estate, when you're looking at these evictions now with COVID and how so many people are going to be evicted from their homes because they're renters, right? Yeah. It takes two months of missing a payment for you to get evicted, but it takes 12 months to maybe two years of not paying a mortgage. Right. To have a, so it's, it's right there. You, you have a little bit of a benefit. Right. I see there's a question here that- um, It's a question for you. We got a question for okay, you. I see. Um, what do you expect the housing market lending um, will be like post COVID? 19 so right now everything is on pause but i don't see anything slowing down i don't think anything is going to change i think if anything right now again it's a little tougher for investors who've been driving up prices right and i'm not saying that investors are evil but they've been making it difficult for people to have affordable housing affordable prices because once you put you know the moment you put granite and stainless steel and the, 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 the permit is issued, your taxes mm -hmm. are gonna go up, now your asking price has to go up. And right. not everyone needs granite countertops and stainless steel uh, appliances. Some people just want a place to live, a place for their kids, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I certainly see this becoming a lot easier for um, buyers to find things because there's the, the, the market has just been the inventory has been so low and it's been a challenge for buyers. There you go, Tracy. Thanks for the question. And how active, um, are, you, how active are you on your, uh, on your, like, uh, like your Instagram and, and on your, I know, I know you're active on your Facebook post, but as far as, as far as your business goes. It, so I'm trying to get better with it. It's, it's a new culture. It's a new, um, um, you know, my, my company is always asking us to, to do it, do it, do it. Um, Honestly, I am going to have to find somebody to do it for me because it's impossible with my schedule to do everything. I can't be the marketing team. I can't be the, right, right. you know, the sales team. So, um, you know, but I, I do have um, my Instagram is calling Gloria. Uh, my Twitter account is calling Gloria. I um, anytime I see something new come out, I'm calling Gloria. So that's my. Uh, so you should call Gloria. <laughs> I started high school with the song Gloria, right, by Lauren Brannigan. And uh, yep, that's me at Colin Gloria. So thanks, Chad, for that. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty, pretty, 
pretty active. I'll get better with it. Um, Facebook, I'm in that demographic that is just simple and easy technology yeah. to just jump on. But yeah, thanks for that question because I, I need to uh, need to do better. Well, well also, we all need to do a little better. So, I mean, since, since you're not worried about like you know like like giving. Since you want to make sure that everybody has as much information as they can, that's probably the best repos for you, and that's probably the, that'll probably bring you actually in some more business. But hey, guess like what? Interactions here and there and whatnot. Just, I mean, just you know, just by a couple clicks and stuff like that, and just yeah. you know, chiming yeah. in like you see, like you see yeah. a, a conversation going on, and then you chiming in on something like that. Then all yeah. of a sudden, it's just, oh, this calling Gloria. She seems to know yeah. what she's talking about. Yeah. Let me give her a call. Yeah. No, I, 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 you're absolutely right. And again, I need to be better with um, branding myself and marketing myself because there's so there's so much money that's out there that's free. If you go to, I can't think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. If you go to, um, there's a um, a program that allows you to have. Uh, I don't know why I can't think of it right now, but we have uh, that effect on people. <laughs> You sure do. It's like, what was I gonna say? Um, it's a uh, why can't I think of this? But it's a program that gives you free money for down payment really? and for and you get lower rates than you do for the heck is the name of the program? Um, well, it's a first time home buyer thing, right? Is it? Is it? A it's a it's for first time home buyers. They don't care about your credit. I say it again. They don't care about your credit. Um, the only thing that you have to do is show that you don't have any evictions on your credit report within the last two years. And the one I'm seeing right now is the Home Track Online. It's, uh, it's, it's a not down payment assistance from HUD. Not from HUD. The program. I just I just remembered. It's NACA.com. NACA.com. Oh, Naka.com. Okay. Yeah. So I have several friends that have purchased homes using my advice. Doesn't cost anything for information. And they, um, again, it's it's a program. And that program, it helps you with purchasing a home or if you're a homeowner that's in trouble, they help you with starving off a foreclosure and, and lines you up with experts to help you get back on track. Now, another thing, my little pet peeve, and this is no shade against any attorneys out there, but just because someone has a license to practice uh, uh, being an attorney doesn't necessarily mean that they know what's going on in terms of real estate. And I've seen too many stories of these attorneys that are taking advantage of people's, I don't want to say ignorance because that's not a nice word, their lack of knowledge. Well, they're lacking. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're and, 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 and it's it's quite honestly, it's 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 disgusting because they can take your money, right? Make it sound like they're doing something for you, and they're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. We got a question here. So the question says, "What is the program that benefit officers, and you can use it out of state?" So if I understand the question correctly. Every single lender has um, different programs. So there are programs specifically for uh, law enforcement and, uh, you know, there's some uh, programs that are called the um, Officer Next Door. And they're in most of the states, if not 
all of the states and it are there you know different programs they uh, range from low down payment to help with uh, closing costs um, help with foreclosure assistance because again in a foreclosure can happen to anyone and a foreclosure is not the worst thing um, there's nothing worse though than seeing someone that could probably benefit from just letting go um, yeah. I have uh, several people that I know that were loan modification loan modification loan modification and you start looking at the rates and you start looking at the value and saying no loan modification is not the answer for you you know and so then you can look at selling your home you can look at having an investor come in and assist gotta have reputable people i only work with reputable people um i i, I keep my nose clean i love my name the last thing i would want to have happen is i pass away and I've got a fucked up name that I left behind. So I, I don't say that. I love my name. I like how you said that. I, I came into the world with one thing and I leave with one thing is my name. And if I if I do some if I do everything right and then at the, the last few days I do something fucked up and that's what people remember. People remember negative as yeah. opposed to the yeah. positive. Yeah, a lot longer. Then everything that I did up until the time I died was for nothing. So I I, I like having a good name. Um can't no one can't no one say anything about me, but no, there are different programs for loan, um, the law enforcement, for nurses, for teachers. Uh, every single town has it. Every single state has it. It's just the different lenders have different relationships. So I have in New Jersey an arsenal of lenders that have various programs, and it's it's possible for everyone. Um, the the biggest thing that I say when someone is thinking about purchasing and they're not sure is to just sit down with a professional and yeah. understand, you know, sometimes it's just, it's not meant for you to purchase. Sometimes the scenario that you're in is renting. We talked about that, mm -hmm. but you know, until you, 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 you're comfortable with that person. Um, again, no shade against other agents that are out there doing their thing. I'm a licensed broker. It's a little different. Our educational requirements is a little different. Um, and we're in a capacity to help and serve the general public. So technically, I'm yeah. an essential worker, according to the governor. Um, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have my little, my little letter that I have to carry around with me that if I was caught outside after curfew, you know, um, what, what are you doing? And so I sell bootleg liquor, so I'm essential. Yeah. <laughs> liquor is, is an essential. And I dare someone to tell me that liquor is not essential. <laughs> right now. I, I wake up at nine o'clock like, dang, is it wrong? You know, and it's just kind of like, nah, this is, it's five o'clock in London. I'm just going to go. I mean, it's 12 o'clock in London. There you go. That. So, that's um, right. So, Randy, uh, make sure you hit up at, at Calling Gloria. Hit her up and let her know that you have some uh, interest in a uh, program. He wants to buy something out of state, but wants to utilize his benefits as a uh, NYC uh, police officer. And is there a program club or anything like that? So, uh, Randy, make sure you hit her up offline. Absolutely. She's available for you. Absolutely. And I'll find the information for you. No problem yeah. at all. No obligation. You know, I, I want people to understand that, you know, information is free, so I have no problem sharing it. 
That's all. Well, you just you just said something that was awesome, and and I know we all gotta run. But um, the the one thing about knowing everything, none of us know it all. So you have to find somebody and partner with somebody like yourself to um, actually say, hey, I don't know, but I'm willing to go down that road with you and find it out with you as your consultant. And so for me on a consultant basis, most of my work is done that way where I'm partnering with people. I may not know the answer right away, but if we're in this together, we form a partnership and we're going to find out together. And the best part of this, I'm going to give you the skinny side of it. I'm going to give you the actual stuff you need and not the overhype and over-centralized stuff that you pay for. Right. Exactly. And that's what you put to people when you dealing with your own people. The guy's going to tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing in like 150K. And he shows you his forms. He's got 43,000 on his books. And he only pre approved for 75,000, but he's looking at a $300,000 house. But when they go to the man, like you say, they, they tell him, oh, I, I need, I only make 40 and I'm looking, but, and they tell him they spill their guts. They spill their guts to him and tell him everything. You, they, they tell you he makes $100,000 just because he's got a pride and ego thing. And so we as people must get yes. rid of this pride and ego when it comes to helping ourselves. When it, comes to, when it comes to benefiting and helping ourselves and each other, we have to get rid of this or else we're going to be doomed for... Yeah. Uh, you're going to expect to go to the doctor and tell them the wrong stuff. Oh, I... It hurts when I go like this, so so don't do that, you know. Pride cometh before the fall. Well, yes. yeah, it's 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 it doesn't benefit anyone to just feel that it's one thing when you you feel like you don't you're working with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, you know. Right. People know when you're bullshitting them. They, they yeah. know. They know. How does it take? And I, I'll be the first one to say, you know what? I don't know that, but I can find out, you know, for you. I'd rather just disclose that, but please, by all means, people who are listening, just understand that we're in a different era, right? And so it's about self-preservation and understanding that no one is going to go and save you. No one is going to knock on your door, pull you out and say, I've got some information to share with you. You have to trust somebody. You have to start yeah. somewhere, right? Absolutely. If I hear one more person tell me that someone knocked on their door and offer them money so they signed with a stranger i will i will i, I will i will shake somebody you know <laughs> I, I, I have people telling me oh yeah i sold the house oh that's great you know and then i go to the tax records i can see what you sold it for they i'm not mad that you didn't use me but you know what i'm mad about you got two hundred thousand dollars on the table so please by all means if you don't know please ask don't let Someone, people in Brooklyn, they're going through this right now where folks are stealing deed. Well, no, let me back up a second. Everybody, everybody has to protect themselves in terms of deed stealing. And we can table that yes. deep dive discussion, uh, discussion for another time. But, yeah, you know, you, you absolutely have to use some sound judgment. People have been backed in the wall back in 2006. Full transparency. I was a licensed real estate broker. I was going into foreclosure. I had a tenant in there that was a crackhead, and I didn't know they were crackhead, and had more rights than I did to my property, right? And I'm fixing things and campaign, you know, campaign my mortgage where I was living plus this mortgage. 
So mm-hmm. I needed help, right? And I'm like, I've got all these people coming at me saying, oh, I can help you with this, I can help you with that. But I said, you know what? I came across a lot of good people with a lot of good information and went to one of my clients. They said, I've got an investor that can help you. To this day, if this man asked me to go, you know, strip in the middle of the street, not that he has to ask me, but anyway, what I'm saying you guys, we, we just we go so far back as like I say anything to you, but the bottom line is, is he was able to get me from underneath my situation, right? Where everyone else is telling me, "Oh, you, there's no money, there's no money." I got forty, sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars in my pocket, right? When everyone else is telling me you're gonna owe me money or you're gonna owe this, wow. so. It's, 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 it's a situation that sometimes someone feels the back is up against the wall, all right? Just use your brain. Just use your brain and, and, and ask me. Ask at Colin Gloria. So, Gloria, we want to thank you for chiming in at Two Bros Podcast. Uh, Thanks, this has guys. been a wonderful and informative <laughs> session. Well, thank you. Uh, John, thanks for putting this together. Thank uh, you we've so had much. A- We've had a great time. Thanks to our listeners and, and followers who've been asking questions. Tracy Inez, Randy J, we appreciate you guys. And if anything, contact Gloria at Gloria at Colin Gloria for any of your uh, real estate needs. Uh, as always, you can always poke and prod at me and John O. We are here for your punching pleasure. All right, party people, we're going to get out of here. This has been Two Bros Podcast, episode 99.3. Now you, but you said it. Oh, I said it. I said it. I said it. Dot three. All right, we want to thank Gloria for coming in. And uh, peace, party people, have a blessing day, but more important, be a blessing to someone else. Or fuck them. Stay safe. (laughs) Love you, bro. Love you, guys.